Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I got one of my good buddies, Jack. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Good. You're out doing. You're out doing me today. <laughs> all the Bon Jovi stuff in the back. I mean, you look good. Thanks, you know, man. The slippery shirt. You got the smirk hat. You got some posters in the background. I can see all the Bon Jovi CDs. You're out doing me. Yeah, man. Gonna, you got some good back there too. Though, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you this podcast. <laughs> you can be the host from now on. Fair enough. Co-host. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and obviously you've been, for people listening who haven't watched every single episode, Jack has been on how many episodes now? Five, six, seven, eight, nine? Been on a few. Yeah, that's you know, going on four years since this podcast has um, started, and you've come on quite a bit. And uh, I knew today, you know, what we're about to talk about, which is, you know, the debut album. I knew you were perfect for it because you and I, we kind of text each other a lot about, you know, the early stuff, you know, the debut album, 7800 and stuff like that. So I was like, Jack's going to be perfect for it. So anyway, so let's just dive right into it, right? Absolutely. All right. So so obviously we're talking about this debut album because we are approaching the 40th anniversary of of the band's debut album, the band's very first album, this gem right here, debut. Um, so the anniversary is going to be on January 21st, 1984. But, not, the album came out in 1984. Let me reword that. Right. The anniversary is coming up in January 21st. And um, I'm excited, man. We're about 11, 10 days away from the anniversary. And Man, let me, I want to do some overview, and then I want to talk about anniversary here in just a second. Yeah, sure. Um, so the album was produced by Lance Quinn and John's uncle Tony Bongiovi, who ran the Power Station, which we all yep. know that John worked from you know nineteen eighty three to eighty three as a what, janitor, what, janitor. Like, gopher, <laughs> gopher, and in agreement he would be able to record his own songs at the end of the night after all the bands left. Yes. And so that was that was really cool. And obviously, you know, there's a bootleg out there that you and I both have and all the other diehards have. It's called the Power Station Sessions. And it has yeah, a lot of gems on there. Who said it was forever? Open your heart. Um, you know, but all those songs are on that album that he recorded, at least most of them. And so anyway, a little bit of background on this album for people that are, are listening. Um this kind of got started because John had a song called Runaway. And um, he tried to get, he went to different cities and tried to get, you know, the DJs, radio stations, record companies to buy into Runaway, to like it and promote it. Nobody would buy it. And so as the story goes, as you know, he went into a, a radio station called WAPP. And I think there was like one of 3.5 FM or something like that. And the DJ name was Chip Hobart. I believe over and and John kind of had the idea who's the loneliest guy in the music business the DJ yeah so he, he, yeah yeah he went one day into the uh, the radio station and gave him runaway he played a runaway you know the audience loved it and so it got put on um a compilation what was it called uh all-star review I think it was called it was a local local talent um yeah. like a homegrown album basically yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was called All Star Review, if my memory serves right. Yeah, and um, and so, but it, it just started to blow. You know, people were requesting on radio stations, and so long story short, Mercury Records signed 
John, and this is before Richie, David, Tico, uh, obviously Hugh, right? You know, played on this song, but you know he comes in the band later on. Anyway, that's a different story. So John got a record deal, but didn't have a band because all these guys were hired musicians on Runaway and all his other Power Station songs. And so that so he met up with David, who he's played with before for years. And then he, I think David introduced him to Alec, and then Alec introduced him to Tico. And then Dave Sabo, who was in Skid Row, oh yeah, was the guitar player for a little bit, you know, playing in clubs and stuff. Yep. And then, you know, eventually Richie became the guitar player. And so all the band members were signed under John's. John was with the record deal. The band members were under him. And but they all had the same vision and they went in to record the debut album. And so I don't know if I already mentioned this or not, but Runaway is the only song in this album that does not feature uh, Richie, Tico, David or Alec. So true. It, so all hard musician at the time, Hugh was a hired musician and he yeah. played bass on the track. Yes, you know? he did. Um, I, I guess we'll get into other details I have written down here uh, momentarily. Well, I, I do want to say one more thing about this album. I think it's severely underrated. I think that, I think it should have been a bigger album. Obviously when a band puts out their first album, it's not that big. Right. Right. Nobody knows this album, man, you are from start to finish. It is incredible. And, you know, and you dig into the lyrics and a lot of the lyrics are about love and deception, heartbreak, desire, you know, and I I think that's like a perfect album for any 20 year old or even a teenager to listen to because you can really relate to those lyrics. Mm-hmm. you know but those lyrics are put into really fun guitar drum driven songs and just just in, incredible and that, that brings me to my next point too i know i'm talking a lot here i just have so, no, much, you're good, brother. <laughs> so much to say you listen to this album and you listen to each track and you could just tell you know like you listen to slippery new jersey keep the faith and so on you can tell the band has their sound there yes the debut and 7800 they're so distinct from each other and the rest of the band's discography they're different and you can tell the band was trying to experiment with different things sound wise heavier uh-huh. on guitar on this song heavier on bass on this song heavier on the keys heavier on the drums sounds you don't normally get on the rest of their discography you know so that's, right. I think that's why i appreciate this album so much because you hear five hungry musicians that are just hungry for success that have it's this raw, drive you know, in- and, and, and raw and they're, they're talented you know you got a, yep. a heavier guitar sound bigger drums that are really drum driven songs you know and the keys so you know my last thing here is this is 1983 1984 when the band was making this album at that time rock bands did not have a lot of and i know you and me we listened to a lot of 80s bands a lot oh, of yeah. bands did not have keyboards in there and I think that was a way for Bon Jovi to stand out was adding a keyboard player because it added an enhancement to the songs. You know, yep. for example, Runaway, I don't think Runaway would be what it would would have been without keys. No way. You know? Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be the same. Yeah, exactly. It's uh anyway, enough of me. <laughs> Let me <laughs> so what what's your overall take on, on the album? I love the album. I mean, you know, there's only nine tracks on there, but I mean there's so many good songs, um, stuff that we wish that were played more live. 
um, you know, like Love Lies and Roulette, you know, She Don't Know Me is great, you know. I mean, there's so many good ones on there. But um, that, that's yeah. why you... oh, go ahead, Mike. Love Lies. I mean, just that song alone is just, you know, from the intro. I mean, I love when they did it back in the day live and it was great, you know. Yeah. You know, that, I, that... I play with acoustic now. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Well, what was this? Remember you and I, we were texting, I think, yesterday and I and we were talking about a certain song in this album. And I was like, this would be really good acoustic. I, I can't remember. Love Lies. I, uh, was it not Love Lies? It might, I have it in my notes. I'm sure it will get brought up. But, um, you know, I want to go back to what you're saying about how we wish we could see some of these songs live. I'm with you because, you know, we were also texting earlier about yeah. how it would have been so cool to kind of see them from 84 to 86. Mm-hmm. You know, playing all these gems of songs that obviously John doesn't do anymore, other than the Circle Tour, which was very short lived. I think just from the debut album, they just did Roulette. She don't know me. I want to say that was it. Just roulette. And it, it was just roulette. Yeah. They didn't do. I think they did shot through the heart once. Oh yes. Shot through the heart was the other one. Yeah. I think they did that once or twice. And did, they did get ready once or a few times, I think. Yeah. 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 But like a couple of shows where they did it and yeah. they just like lost interest in doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's because of the, you know, the American audience, all they want is the hits. And like, what's this song? And it killed it. You know, I mean, I I tell you, I I was so pumped up for that when they announced that they were going to put out, uh, they're going to do all these songs that they haven't done in years. You know, do you, I'm sure you remember, it was like the MySpace Facebook days when um, the band would go on there and say, what songs would you like to hear on the upcoming tour? Rarities that we just play keyword that we never play and you had comments of people saying prayer oh, it's my life bad name bad medicine uh who's you can't go home they're obviously going to do this and like it was just like come on people like really <laughs> you know, and me i was like yeah right <laughs> like a solid hour <laughs> i was checking on albums <laughs> yeah man i mean geez I would love that if if there was ever, you know, obviously not now, but if there was ever a chance like back then or even like in the mid 90s there where we could uh, create a set list of, say, 20, say, 25 songs, you know, yeah, and put like songs that we want to hear out on there, you know, exactly. Man, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So let's t- I want to talk about the album cover and, and photography, obviously, you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I think the whole band should should have been on the album. You know, I I, I don't know. I, I think I I don't want to get into all that, I guess. But anyway, so like this is like obviously this is the album cover, and then, then this is the whole thing. And yep. I I love that as a poster and as as a oh, look. it's a phenomenal poster. The you whole know. band on on the street, and someone just showed me an updated image. So this was in New York City, and I forget the streets, but uh, someone showed me like. A comparison of what it looks like now and it's like almost completely different other than this right the building right there right but look how long that street looks you know I, looks like and, a pan, panoramic uh image yeah i know what you mean yeah but the band looks awesome and i i love this band photo right here this one right here me too that could have yeah. been a good photo actually for the cover yeah 
And I, that's what that was going to be my next point. Is this is a much cooler album cover than the, you know, because like, and you know, John has a lot of regrets, especially like the music videos and, and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is this album cover? Like, don't get me wrong. I like the album cover. Yeah. But I know as a diehard fan, where the hell are they, were they going with this? You know, like, what's the woman doing? What, what, you Marketing. know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, I don't know, but it's still a cool album cover. But like I said, I would have loved this as an album cover. That would have been a good one, I think. Yeah, yeah and, and there's so many other cool images too. Like, look, look at the 40th anniversary calendar right now. That you know, the pictures of the band, yeah, you know, all those baby photos and stuff. You know, I, I, I love, I love the January picture. You know that they have for yeah. January band and then you have like the three separate photos on the bottom it's pretty it's pretty cool yeah so let's talk about 40th anniversary plans like our wish yes so for me you know obviously we're still like a week and a half away from the anniversary but like i i would love it that you know remember how like what they did with like new jersey in 2014 they did like yes. a box set of uh you know the the album remastered for the fifth time <laughs> and then um uh, a disc of all the b bonus tracks, you know, uh, demos and stuff like that, and then a DVD of the videos and extra yeah. stickers. That was I'd fantastic. Love, I'd love for like a box that like with all that stuff, but more. You know how like you know like what Kiss is doing with like all their different albums. They're, they're doing like this massive big box set. Molly yes. Sue just did one with Shout at the Devil. Like I want something that's big, and you know, like has a book of all their photos from that era and different. You know, like a remastered LP. I know they just did that in 2017, but I don't know, just like a new, like a maybe like a special colored vinyl or something, or yeah, I, you know, I some, like, like a brown they, vinyl. You know, they kind of go with like the yeah, yeah that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, so you know, and merchandise like T-shirts or something, you know, or have John sign the you know the album or the band, you know, but. What what are your wishes if if they were to do something for forty years for this album? What are your wishes? I would love if they had like added bonus tracks and whatnot, possibly um like a DVD or Blu-ray from yeah. from the tour, um even like behind the scenes stuff, you know, like rare mm -hmm. interviews, cool, you know. You bring up a good point. I didn't even think of that. Tour like like footage from the tour, you know, they they got footage, you know. Oh, absolutely. And so it'd be cool if they did do a disc of obviously the cheesy music videos, you know, yeah. they could call it our most embarrassing videos. <laughs> and, um, but no, but like uh, for tour footage from 84, from when they were open up for Kiss and, and Rat, the Scorpions, I think Rat was 85. Uh, but score, you know what I'm, I'm saying here. That's a good, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. How yeah. about you? What would you do? What's that? What would you do? Like, like how would you? Yeah see it you know for the 40th anniversary of the, of the album there like um i don't know if you were with me about two minutes ago but <laughs> I oh, i'm sorry <laughs> that's okay but i'm just teasing uh like you know how i don't know if you saw did you see what like what motley crew did with uh shout at the devil yeah that was awesome like you it was like this big you know box and you open it and i think it had like uh, i could get this wrong but like a t-shirt and these are all ideas I'm throwing out too. A, a t-shirt had a remastered LP, like That's a special right. color. Yeah. 
I think I think it was signed by the band. Um, it had like a book of like different photos. And it may not have all, but that's what I'm hopeful for this. You know, like a nice big box set that's signed with a photo album of the band in that era. Um, unreleased tracks, tour footage, you know, a DVD of all that stuff. with, with music. More live tracks. What's that? More live tracks would be cool, you know? More live tracks? Yeah, like uh, like we got on the 2010 special edition. I think we got what? Run got and Get Diamond. Ready. Shine I think Diamond. Um... Runaway, and I think it was get ready. I think get was, ready. Yeah, breakout, was, breakout, burning for love, maybe. You know, what? I'm I'm gonna go. I have it right right here beside me. I'm really I'm really curious. Yep. Actually, Jesus, we were we were uh, runaway roulette, breakout, and get ready. That's it. Yep. For some reason, I thought there was only two on there. And there's actually four. There's other uh, there's other special edition now. They only have like one or two live tracks. I know. Well, remember the uh, was it slippery when wet? The you know the special edition they had the live tracks from that era, but the yeah. the Living on a prayer version was from like I don't you know it was like from the uh, Central Park concert in 2008. Yeah, you could it, it, that that I I remember when that came out in 2000. You know, side note here. Yeah. Uh, 2010 when we got all those special editions i remember buying all those the first day they came out and like uh, and, and every album is authentic with saying this is from this era this is from that era like you said though slipping with wet they put a live version of you know feels like you and me know what john's voice in 1986 right, was right. and what it was on that track and I, like i think it was around the have a nice day lost highway era that you know you you weren't fooling me. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. You, you you can tell just by the intro and everything. You know what I mean? Just the way it sounded. You know, just everything about it. You know. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's just you know, and, and the guitar had a different tone in the eighties. Mm -hmm. It did in you know later two thousands, but sure. either way, I still liked it. You know, but anyway, I just I, I I think with celebrating forty years of the band, celebrating forty years of the first album, you've got to go big on on this. I think. sure. And you know we're in a day and age now where people, you know, they can do something digital where people will go and buy it. But like diehard collectors, like you and me, and you know other fans that just absolutely love collecting band the band's merch. Mm -hmm. Give us that opportunity to buy and maybe just make it on demand. Like, okay, we're only going to make a thousand of these. You do right. And right. That's it. You know, and right. John and the band could, could sign it. You know, John, David, Richie and Tico could sign it. Right. And because you know, basically these, set, these sets are for diehard fans. I mean, you, you know, I don't, I don't expect to walk into like a record store and say, Oh, there's the box that had that, you know, it's, it's going to buy it, you know, and, but like for us, for sure, absolutely. And, and I think it'd be more special if only a thousand were were made, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever number, you know, because then it feels more special, you know. Absolutely. And you know me, I'm gonna I'll be the first one to buy. Yeah, man. well, Monopoly game. I mean, that's you know, that's a limited edition thing, you know. Exactly, and I and I got, um, you know the. I, I'm so crazy as a collector. I have one that's open that I play with and one that's still sealed. And <laughs> it'll, it'll remain sealed. I, I don't know why, because like I'll never sell it. 
I'll yeah. never, it'll, it won't be worth that much money in the future. I know? completely get it. I have, a, I have a couple of Friday the 13th figures that I have one that's open and one that's not, you know, just to yeah. brown with, you know? So. Exactly. But I, it's just it's the collector and us. But let's, yep. start, uh, let's start diving into these songs. What is kind of right. order, but... Oh man, I'm excited for this. So we'll start off obviously with the first one, Runaway. It was written by John and uh, George Carrick. It was obviously the first single we kind of already talked about, you know, the history of Runaway. Yep. Um, I really, I, I loved John's vocals on it, you know, especially you know, on a street where you live, girls talk about their social yeah. life. You know, just like, I mean, you listen to how John sounded then. I mean, he sounded incredible. And it's amazing to think that there's all these record companies and everyone that just declined John and said, no, this isn't any good. You listen to Runa and go, this is absolutely fucking good. Yeah. You know, especially like with his vocals, because you can tell there's something there. Especially like the end, the end of that song. It's like when he screams in like, you know, she's a little, you know, she's a little runaway. Yeah. Like just, it's so good. It catches you. You know what I mean? It hooks you, you yeah. know, as most, most of the songs do. Yeah. And you know, and, and you gotta look at the period in time now. So like, if you were to put that song out today, it probably wouldn't have been that that big or that successful. But in the eighties, that's what bands were putting out those those uh, high screams and yep. you know those guitar driven and all that stuff. You know, I mean, um, let's talk about the music video because oh, <laughs> oh my god, okay. So and even so, people that are listening or watching and, and think I'm being negative, I'm not. Even John will say this. It is you go to watch that runaway music video and it is absolutely cheesy. And wasn't it the niece of the director that played in that? And like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the it, the video makes like there's like fire in her eyes and there's like all these security guards blocking nothing. Oh my actually. So cheesy. So so cheesy. I mean just like the even like the pyro was like <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and, uh, behind Teak over there. <laughs> yeah, and there was a, there was an interview where John was saying that the, that the entire band was like sprayed with grease or something like some greasy solution to make them look sweaty. Mm -hmm. They really weren't, but you know. But then you have like this girl who's obviously the runaway in, in the song, and she's like, yeah. looks like she's about to kill somebody at the beginning. She did, and, and she, she looked crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's like waving her hair at the end, and oh. You know, but but it was still cool to see like the band. And what if I remember correctly, wasn't Richie on the left of that? Yes. And then Alec was on the right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously, you know, things switched. Yeah. But like, you know, just like looking at the band, you know, and it must have been so weird for the band to kind of come in at that time too. Think, okay, Runaway is such a massive. I shouldn't say massive. Obviously, it was it was like a. It was a hit, kind of a hit. It was. The band, you know. the band was like, this isn't our song. You know, it's John's song. It's not our song. And so, like, right. they didn't have it. But I give the band so much credit because they still went out and promoted this song and played it on television shows or played it live on tour and did a phenomenal job. Like, Richie, for example, just did a phenomenal job on that solo. David on the keys and... Mm -hmm. You know, the band, it's kind of like Blaze of Glory. The band made it their own. Right. Made it incredible. You know? I will say, I do love David's hair in that video. <laughs> it's like, oh. And that's, 
that's another fun fact for people that didn't know this already. David's obviously David goes by David Bryan, but right. the first two albums he goes by yeah. David Rashbum. You yeah. know, Rash because his real name is what David Bryan Rashbum or yeah. something like that. And so like he dropped the name Rashbum and, and went with Bryan. Yeah. It so, was a good move. It was a good yeah. move, uh, you know, musically, I guess, for the band. But you yeah. know. Um so uh, we talked about the key intro, you know, with the with and uh, yeah, you know, I, I I want to talk about the intro, I guess, real quick. You know, you get that da 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 boom boom with the drums, and then all of a sudden you get that guitar, Richie or not Richie on guitar, obviously. Right. But you get the the guitar that comes in, and then that slide right before you know yeah. on the street where you live, you know. Yep. I just think that I I don't know why, but that part always gets me. I just think that is such a cool way to start a song and, and transition into a verse. And it's so fun live too. Like yeah. the version they did from Yokohama '96 was like amazing. You know, like oh. they, the intro, like David was playing with the with the crowd. You know, yeah. But, and then he stops, then goes back yeah. into it, stops. You know, yeah. but you know, you bring up live version. This makes me remember. The 2000 acoustic version that that John and David would yep. do to kind of give Richie Tico and, and Hugh a break. John and uh, David would go out and do Runaway Acoustic, and it's amazing how it's kind of like it's my life. For example, you listen to the Crash version, then this left feels right version, same lyrics, but it has such a different feel. feel and yep. emotion to it, you know. And it's the same thing with Runaway. Runaway, you know, it's it's slower and it's just like. It feels like it's more of like a storytelling song. And, you know, I, I, I love that. I, and I'm sure you do it too, but, you know, depending on what mood you're in and whatnot, from time to time, I do throw that version on and I, like, just soak it all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then other times it's, you know, the original, you know, which is yeah. also pretty awesome to hear all anytime. Exactly. <laughs> so. Let's dive into the meaning of the song. Obviously, it's it's socially conscious, and it's about this young girl getting a little attention from home, and and she she wants to break away from her parents and her life, and just go out and live on the streets and and be her own person. It, it was inspired. There's an interview where John says he that song got inspired from him because he'd ride the Greyhound from New Jersey into the city to go to work at the power station, and uh, he would see the homeless people, you know, young people trying to make it in the world. That's what inspired him to write Runaway. I, I don't know if didn't he write Runaway like within a, like one bus trip or something, or like to and from. Like, I, I believe. Oh, so. um, yeah, and um, yeah. That, I mean, like that song. It's like you're trying to find your your like who you are. I guess you know what I mean as a person and yeah, life experiences. But like. You know, even it, it was like scary back then. Think about it now. You know what I mean? Oh, oh it's, it's it's really like a scary world anymore. You know, it's like because you don't know, like, and it's hard to like try and enjoy things too. You know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. the way the world is now and whatnot. Exactly. And, and you know, when, pe when people bitch about, oh, John is so, like, all of a sudden socially conscious now, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, look at some, some stuff from the 80s. Runaway is a pretty example. Yeah. Runaway was a socially focused song. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that, you know, and, and you got to kind of got to give credit there, too, because you compare them to other 80s bands, 80, all the other 80s hair bands were talking about sex and rock and roll and this and that. Right. 
Runaway really stood away from that. You know, Runaway was its own, you know, like we're still a hair metal, hair metal. That was I, back then. <laughs> you know, hair band, but we got much more to say than just sex and rock and roll. Like we're yeah. like you kind of listen to this album, like it's about love and deception, but it's also about the view and the bands, you know how John's experience in life, what he's seen on the streets, like I said, on the Greyhound, seeing all these homeless people. Yeah, yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, it, probably, it's a tough thing to see, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, in life, you look at everything, you want what's best for everybody, you know, yep. and it, it is hard, but how do you be, you know, how do you, like, save people, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's tough sometimes, like, you, you know, you feel it, you know what I mean? You want to do good, but it's like, you know, it, but it's a fantastic track and um exactly you have a favorite lyric time, you know yeah you have a favorite lyric i love i i mean i love the intro there i mean Almost you know just you know what i mean i just love yeah. you know just everything everything about the track i mean just like i said live is like when you really feel it and when they did it in 2000 it was like you, it kind of breaks it all down, you know, and then you hear the lyrics for what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it's so good. So good. My, uh, my favorite is, you know, she likes the lights at night on the neon. Uh, Broadway signs, signs, yeah. And she don't really mind. It's only love she hopes to find. Yep. You know, I just love the way that John delivers those lines and the entry you know, on the streets where you live, girls talking, you know. Yep. So let's talk about roulette which is the next track written yeah, by but... John and Richie. And uh, I know you and I, we were kind of talking about this uh, today. I think it's both of our favorites on this album. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'll let you talk about the song first since I kind of. Okay. okay. So roulette. I mean, just from start to finish, man, it's just a solid, solid track. Yeah. You know, written by John and Richie, but it, it you know, it was just, just everything about it like the, the guitar solo that's a actually an underrated guitar solo on that one in my opinion 100 percent. you know and, and and also add in the riffs so like like after the first course right you know with before and during the second verse man that that guitar riff is fucking awesome yeah man it's so good even the drums like the drums i love the way the drums sound in that track yeah it's like you know what i mean it's just it's so good yeah exactly and you know we're talking about guitar but let's talk about like the the intro to that you know how like you know it's faded away but then it starts to come in and you just hear richie richie yep. in and you know and then obviously you know john comes in bet the black comes in red you know and i i don't know like i think if that was put out as a single i think that could have really pushed them into more success on this album i i really think that could have made him beg that song. Absolutely, you that, know? I think. I think that would have done good as a single, honestly. Um, yeah. You know, but she don't know me was the second single, I believe, right? Um, yeah. But so roulette would have been good as a single. I'm surprised. You know, I just wish they can see what we see. You know what I mean? I Instead know. of like well, trying we, to please a company or whatever. You know. Well, we all know how John is with uh, picking singles. Know. You know, example in her prayer. <laughs> you know yeah was to get that song yeah <laughs> you know um i want to talk about like it, it, it live in 2010 i love if, if 
I go back to watch any of those songs we don't get to see now. It's it's usually always roulette first. I just love the way that the band still played it in 2010. You know, obviously this is 14 years ago now, but I thought it still sounded great live, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was so good live. Like I say, I mean, I think it was one of their stronger live tracks back then, you know? Absolutely. And, and like you said, it still captured that in 2010, which I'm surprised they didn't do more of it, honestly, because I think it got well received like when they when they played it live. Where where did they play that live? Was that in um that wasn't Hawaii? No. No, they did it in Hawaii. They did, right? Honolulu. Yeah. Honolulu. Yeah, Honolulu and then they did a few there's a few shows after that because Honolulu, Hawaii kicked off the tour. And and then I think the first few shows they were doing deep tracks, you know, because they also did stuff from 7800 and even, you know, uh, like Little Rock from Slippery. Um, but as you know, it, it died off pretty quick. But Roulette was just so fun live. Oh, and yeah. even on the special edition of the 2010 special edition that we got, Roulette was fantastic. And I, I think I can't remember what show that was, but it was one of the earlier shows in 84. Japan. I yeah. want to say Super Rock. It might have been. I, I think it could have been because um, it was very early on when they were yep. just starting. Yeah, I want to say that track was from Super Rock '84, and yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, you know, so the meaning of this song for me, I think it's, I think it's just uncertainty with heart, heart and love, with your heart and love, and and I think just kind of taking a risk. You know, like roulette is a game of of gambling. And yeah, so in the song, it's it, I think it's comparing romance with roulette. You know, love is a gamble. That's the metaphor of the song. You know, love is a gamble, and you know, it kind of takes you back to your young twenties again. You know, yeah, because you know, yeah, putting yourself you out there, life, and taking chances, and see what you can get away with, what you can't get away with, and it's yeah, yeah. man, it's a lot yeah. like that. You ups and downs. You learn more about relationships and how to push buttons and how not to push buttons. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just like, like that. Exactly. It's that very first, first or lyric, that's, which is my favorite, you know, bet the black comes in red, crimes of passion, roll my head. I need you, you want him, dressed to kill, we live in sin. Yeah. You know? And uh, I just, uh, I, I love it. Do you have a favorite line of the song? Um, I don't have a favorite line in that in that track, actually. But I, like I said, man, I just I, I just love that entire song. And they captured it on that special edition album, like when they released the live version from from uh, I believe it was Super Rock. We'll have to check on that. But um, it was so good, man. Like it, it just sounded so solid, you know, and I was happy they put those tracks out there because, yeah. you know, it was hard to get stuff like that back then when that came out. Oh, exactly. You know, and listen. Also, think about the band's backing vocals on that too. You know, like, like, mm -hmm. in the, like when they're screaming "Roulette," you know, yeah. they take the lead on you. Caught up in a game you can't win, and then the band yeah. "Roulette," you're yeah. just, you know, I I just think it's brilliant. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about Roulette? I just wish it was played more. <laughs> let's uh, next tour this year. Well, let's go protest. We'll, we'll, we'll right. get real seats every single night and we'll hold up a sign. Play roulette. Play. <laughs> Put on t-shirts, hats, everything. Every, you know. We'll start <laughs> so, a market. 
paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, next track is She Don't Know Me, which is written by John and Mark Avsack. Or no, no, not John. No. I don't yeah. put in my mouth. This is the only song that the band has recorded and put That's on a right. movie album that does not have John as a songwriter. So this song was written by Mark Avsack. And if my memory serves right, if I can recall, I think John uh, made a deal with somebody that he would record the song and put it on the album. And I think their record company had a lot to do with that. And I don't, I don't, there's probably more to the story than John has ever said in interviews, but I have heard, and John has said in interviews too, that he made a promise with somebody that he'd record the song and put it on the album. And I think it was the record company that wanted it as a single, because I think John had a different idea for a single. Right. But the record company was no, she don't know me deserves to be the, the next single. I don't know. I, I could be getting some of that mixed up, but I think that's how it went. Um, but yeah, so it was the second single, second, and technically the final single worldwide. Burner for Love became a single for some certain countries, but right. I, I think we've got to talk about that cheesy music video. Oh, just about to say, yeah, we got to bring up that video because <laughs> you've it's seen so Termin funny. You've seen Terminator, right? Yes. And I think that you and I, we've talked about this a bunch of times. For the longest time, I thought that, what's her name? Linda Hamilton? Yeah. You know, she plays Sarah Connor, Connor yep. the Terminator. I thought that was her in the video. It resembles her so yeah. much. It, yeah. And John just in like <laughs> the tight jeans and the tight jacket. It was just, it was, and then that scene with the shirt off, it was just hilarious. And he's run, walking down the hill. It's like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the music video makes no sense because you get two different girls. Right. You know, but you know, and, and we'll get into this when we talk about the meaning of the of the song. But uh, you know, obviously, the meaning of the song is you know, falling for somebody and not getting noticed or liked back, and you're it's kind of like a unre unrequited love, you know. And so, what I think in the video, I, I, I this is just a far fetched idea, and maybe I'm just looking way into things. But I'm thinking, obviously, the two girls are two different people, and John's got his eyes on this one girl where she doesn't like him back and he's pretty much chasing her yet. He's got another girl that is into him, but he's not giving her the time of day, you know, maybe I'm looking too much into it with the, you know, the depth of the song, the meaning and stuff, but like, I don't know. I kind of got that idea. You know, it's, it's possible. I mean, you know, it was the eighties after all. So, it, you yeah. know, <laughs> but and the, like I said, those videos were real, real cheesy. But yeah. I, I also love the part, like with the band, like in the bar, and they're like they come out of the bar and they're all just yeah. like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And then David like, ruffles up. Oh no, that was an only lonely video for seventeen hundred, where he's like, only lonely made no sense whatsoever. And that's a different discussion there. But you know, I was just thinking, I thought that was in this. You don't know me, but it's in uh, only lonely where David ruffles up somebody. somebody yes. Or, up against the car <laughs> yeah but yeah like like she don't know me but it just like made no sense and like like i i like i see john like with the boots that he was wearing having to go down that steep hill that must yep. have hurt you oh know i'm sure god. that wasn't the only take that he was doing for the song either and oh god I know. he's just like you know he's like singing it down the hill there. it's just yeah. kind of funny following that camera you know <laughs> and, then in the, and then the second verse you're in you're on the beach with your shirt off and i'm sure the girls love that and the guys you know right. and 
but it's like, where are we going with this? Oh, that's you know, what I'm saying. And, and then like, like the, <laughs> like, and the one girl leaves and the other girl showing up, but she's got like her, you know, you know. What about his like robotic like movements there in that video too? Oh, you know what I mean. It was like, like he's modeling almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you know, and you know, and it's not the band's fault, or, you know, because they were just starting out. They, you know, they were just trying to make it. So they, I think like the record company just pushed a lot of this. And, you mm-hmm. know, sure. Um, let's talk about the oh, actual song though, because the song is actually a gem. It you know? is. Uh, I guess start with you know that drum into the bum 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 da 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 you know the, the, the guitar riff you know if you don't know me I um, believe I sent this to you too but I got my daughter also singing that she don't know me yeah I yeah yeah I remember yeah you did yeah um I have a note here I'm trying to read my sloppy handwriting I, I'm notorious for my bad handwriting no you're good brother. Um, Oh, the the transition into the chorus in both choruses. If only she would look my way, hey, hey. <laughs> if only she would give me a chance. You know, I just I love the way that John delivers those lines, and that's such a cool transition into the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love not to keep being the live experience, but when him and Richie sing that, dude, it's like magic. Yeah. You know, Richie had. I'm glad you brought that up because Richie did really did have a lot of uh, incredible backing vocals on this song. He did. Oh yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like when you hear the live version of that, it's like, like say you weren't a fan of the studio version, but like you hear that live version, it's like, wow. Like I said, just pulls you in, you know what I mean? Just hearing them sing it together. Exactly. A hundred percent. Let's talk about the instrumental breakdown because I, I think that they Richie could have done a, a bigger solo than what obviously it's more of an instrumental breakdown. And do you really want to classify it as a solo? Because I, I've been I've been doing polls on uh Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it this week, um mm-hmm. best guitar solo on the debut album. And I was hesitant about putting She Don't Know Me on there because it's not really a guitar solo, but there's enough there to There's enough there. Yeah, you know, but I I do like you know how it has an instrumental breakdown, and all of a sudden Richie kind of comes in at the end, right before the final yeah. chorus. You know, I thought I thought it was cool though the way that they kind of orchestrated that whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think so. I think so too. You know, and you know, and for what it was, you know, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. Um, another thing that I get from this song too, you know, if you listen to like a lot of fifties and sixties. Band. I do. <laughs> you know how like the lead singer will have a line and then the band will have like they'll sing yep. part of the you know, so like I get that from this song, like you know, you like you like we talk about like roulette, for example. <laughs> roulette, and then John's caught up in a game you can't win. Here, you know, you know, you have the band screaming in the background, she don't know me, and then you have John, she don't know, you know, right. you know, John sing, you know, and you get that 50s, 60s music vibe from that you know which i think is i I like it you know do you do you listen to much of that era like back then it's so and so if you got recommendations send it to me i'll listen yeah i I, I love you know i'm from where i work you know with with the vets and whatnot they constantly have that music going so it's like it's kind of nice you know i mean because i do enjoy listening to it most of the time so you know it's very clean that music back then they were very clean rock if you want to call it rock not really mm-hmm. rock you know very clean sound it wasn't overproduced and right you know which is kind of cool 
Um, so I, uh, we talked about the meaning. So my favorite lyric is what more can I do? There's nothing I haven't tried. Still, it's so hard for her to notice, which is pretty much the gist of the song. Pretty much. And if I probably, I'd probably go with those lyrics as well, because, you know, it, it is, it, it's it, very relatable, you know? Yeah, exactly. Was there anything else you want to say about She Don't Know Me? No. <laughs> she don't know me. I mean, it, it's, it's, I love it. It's a love, I love the track, man, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a gem. Now uh, the next <laughs> so the next one is Shot Through the Heart, uh, written by John and Jack Ponty. Was it Ponty? 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 I was right the yep. first time. I should have went with it. All right. <laughs> we'll, let's, let's stop the recording. We'll re-record re or hour again. Just kidding. Okay. I'll let you talk because you got really excited when I was about to bring it up. So I'll let you go first. Talk about okay. This one gets missed, you know, understood quite a bit because it's like people think it's you give love a bad name because obviously shot to the heart but i constantly correct people it's like what what song you want to listen to they're like shot to the heart all right so shot to the heart from the first album or like you yeah. give love a name, you well, know yeah you go to play and they're like what where's the shot yeah. to the heart you're the blame you, you know that's not shot to the heart yes it is <laughs> exactly yes it is um yeah. Yeah. That song also had a pretty decent solo in it, you know? Oh, absolutely. But um, it, I love Shot Through the Heart and, you know, just, I don't know, man. It's it's just so good. That's another one I, I wish they did more live. Yeah. You know, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, yeah. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, uh, you know, been talking about, you know, the confusion with bad name, you know, that, that was, a, I, I think there's a, if I remember correctly, John said in like an 80s interview that he actually had like five songs with the work entitled Shot Through the Heart or the, along those lines. And obviously we only got this one and then Bad Name. I'd like to know what those other three are because, you know, it's like, like songs like Open All Night where John wrote like five different songs with that, yeah. you know, phrase, line, title. And so I, I'd be curious to see what the other Shot Through the Heart songs were, you know, Um but I think this one has a uh, awesome storyline, you know, with like the meaning. And I, I, when I was listening to the song the other day, I kind of wrote a lot of a lot of notes here with this one. So just bear with me. I'm sure you're going to love this anyway. If not, you're going to suffer. <laughs> uh, for me, I think the meaning with the song is it's all about heartbreak. You know, all part of the game that we call love. You know, like that line. It's all part of yep. the game we call love. Uh, part of the game that we call love. Is heartbreak is mm -hmm. like kind of like roulette where you're taking a gamble and it may work it may not and obviously shot through the heart is a breakup song it's it's mm -hmm. about deception and stuff you know you go into the first verse you know and i think it's about being deceived by someone that you've loved or trust um you get into the pre-choruses and it's you know being wanted uh, i'm trying to read my note jesus my handwriting is terrible <laughs> Uh, you know, like they um, are being warned. Um, uh, you know, like the line, didn't someone say you were going to take the fall? Like, like, like saying you see me in a bad relationship with someone and you warned me about it, but I still don't listen to you because I believe in it, you know? Right. And then, boom, it's I get of, shot through the heart, you know? Kind of like what the heart, the heart course, wants. What's that? It's kind of like what the heart wants, you know? Exactly. You know, the so. course is about the heartbreak. Uh, the second verse is about moving on. 
um, and then the other person coming back, you know, and then you have the bridge, you know, it, it, it's cheesy, but it works so well. It sounds so good in the song, but baby does what baby please. Yeah. <laughs> baby, baby must have what she <laughs> it, It's so cheesy to say, but it's so fucking good in the song. It is. It is. Like you're like, you know, like you, you kind of giggle at it, but like it works. Absolutely. Uh, it depends on what, you know, what kind of light you put that in. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it, it, exactly. And so I think I think just the whole song is about that revolvement around love. Sometimes, you know, like give, giving someone a chance and again, you know, heartbroken and then moving on. And then that person wants to come back to you and you've hopefully you've learned your lesson. You know, yeah, yeah. how Absolutely. do you interpret how do you how do you interpret the song? And sometimes it is hard to come back from like all that, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, cause it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Like, oh, man, like, is this going to happen again? Or, you know, or yeah, what, I guess it's, you know, you're having like suspicious minds and not to steal anything from Elvis there, but you know, it's kind of like, and it's true. You can't really like go on with, if you're going to keep wandering, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of just, I don't know. You just, who knows? You know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things where it's like you live, you learn and, Life lessons, you know. It's like uh, you know, you fall down nine, get up ten, as John would say. Yeah, it's a lot of opening the wrong doors to find the right one. You know, sometimes exactly. uh, it's hard. Exactly. Um, you know, let's talk about the it musically though. I, I love that slow building intro. You know, it's very slow, and then you know, then you get that. Da, 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 da. I yep. can't, but that you know, that <laughs> slow, easy going guitar riff, and then uh, John's voice, you know, comes in, you shot. The it's and then obviously you get that boom boom you know with the, yeah. with the drums and then isn't there a part where john john has like a little laugh like ha. yes 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 the, yes i don't know why i was questioning myself that should, there. yeah i should just quit while i'm ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he has like a ha and then you know um and I, then all of a sudden it, it comes with the band in full force you know i i thought that was pretty cool i kind of um, wish play like samples of tracks like while we're doing this but i know why we can't you know exactly you, yeah. like this part here like yeah you know and, and like you said too this has a killer solo on it you know and right now i'm I'm doing a pull for the on twitter or x uh you know a pull of you know which guitar solo do you like better and shot through the heart is one and now that might be due to because people are just picking which song they like better and they think it's bad name who knows <laughs> Probably. But hopefully, people are voting based on the solo, and if they are, I applaud you because this does have a killer guitar solo and deserves to win. Yes, um, and the let's that live version, man. Um, when he's like, you know, she shot me down, like you know what I mean, like yeah. when he just does that thing there toward toward the end there. It, it's it's so good, like it's so good, you yeah. know that. They, they felt it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't get much of that these days. Yeah. Sorry for my... <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You know what else I love about this song, too? And I love the, the delivery of the way that John sings it. Didn't somebody say you're, you're heading for a fall? I gave you everything. Now here's the curtain call. Yeah. And then it goes to the curtain. Now I'm shot. Yeah. You know, I just... Man, I think after this chat, I think I'm going to put on that song. because it's, it's so good. You I know? might. Man, I, I, I think I feel the need to crank it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the next one. And this one is kind of special in a way. So the next one's called Love Lies. Love it's Lies. written by John and is written by. Hang on. You See, I didn't 
offhand. Oh, man, you got to brush up in your knowledge too, my friend. I know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm struggling here today. <laughs> All right. It is written by John and David Bryan. David Bryan. Which well, is David cool because he writes two songs on this album. Yes. And this is the first one. So Love Lies. And this has a really cool piano intro to it, which I think is it kind of, you know, if you listen to this album from start to finish, this kind of breaks up a little bit of that album, you know, from the, you know, it's, it's a good halfway song. And For sure. I love that piano intro. And, you know, and the way that the first verse is of just piano and vocals and John just sounds so fucking good on, on that, on this song, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that, that song I, I felt was always an underrated one as well. You know, that one should have been more live or even like, it could have even been like reworked like later on even, you know what I mean? Well, while, I don't mean to interrupt you, but while you're saying that, I, this is so earlier. I told you that how the, uh, a song could be really good acoustic. This yes. is one. I think that, like you said, it could have been reworked, and I think like this one could be like just John and David or something. I could yeah. see John doing this at a runaway trip acoustic. And For I think, sure, I think it'd, it'd work well. For sure, man. I mean, it, it's it is. I mean, it's a great track. It's like I said, it's underrated, mm -hmm. but just. You know, just the time that, that they did that, I mean, it was just so special, man. I mean, just like you said, the keyboard and when they do it live, you know, like I said, the live the live experience just takes on a whole, like all these songs really, like when they did them live, were just, yep. it brings out like a different meaning to them, you know? It, 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 exactly. And, uh, it, and not all of them, that, though, you know? If you if you look at the lyrics, like if you just read the lyrics, like, like it's really good songwriting too. <laughs> And I think that's what's so great about this album too. Like we talk about how the band kind of experimented with different sounds and stuff, but I think John also really tried different things with songwriting. And Love Lies has really good lyrics in it, you know. And you got you got to imagine too. You have twenty one year old JVJ. If you look back, what did you really know at twenty one years old? Obviously, you know we all think we know everything at twenty one, but that's the thing, a misconception. Because I mean, you you know, like I said, you live life like. Now that I'm 41, I mean, I look at things way differently than I did at that time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, like I did stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. The circle of life or the cycle of life, however, however you want to. Yeah. Uh, so you know? It, you know, I, I really think that this has a really good songwriting and probably shows how good of a songwriter John was. You know, like if you had to pick songs from the, the first album, I put Runaway, Shot Through the Heart and Love Lies as probably John's best songwriting on this album yeah. i put roulette in there too roulette was great too yeah yeah but love lies was a special track man yeah so so let's talk about the meaning of this song so i think it's all about uh opening up to somebody that you love and you trust you're showing how vulnerable you are and then you're you're they're being deceptive towards you and you learn the consequences of of love you know like opening up to somebody and then they just hurt you at, in the end you know Love lies. Just... <laughs> victim of the headlines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's now... another part that we should probably touch on too. That the way that they do those lines, you know, I can't you know how I talked about like the 50s, 60s vibe. Yes. You know, you get some of that in that course here too, you know, and I, I love that, you know. Yeah, me too, man. It's yeah. it, it's a good track for sure. Uh, my favorite lyric is showed you my heart, left it unguarded like a thief in the night. Stole, stole it away. Yep. 
That's probably my favorite, uh, second favorite lyric of, of, of the album is that part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite part, lyric, or anything? Right there, for sure. Like I said, man, you and I are, like, right on, like, as far as, like, our favorite lyrics is. Even from time to time, we even just send texts to each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. Well, it's like, maybe, maybe, maybe we are really brothers. And we, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the next one. Breakout. And this Breakout. one's written by John and... Richie Sambora. <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. Man. Yeah. I'm telling you, like I let me tell you. So a couple of weeks ago, I got COVID. I don't even know if I told you, but since then, oh. my head has been foggy, yeah. like just you know. And then yeah. uh, blood pressures took a spike, but that's a whole other story. You, you doing okay though? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great now. We got like different medicine now and whatnot, but You're yeah, good. much. I guess this is a conversation for after we record, so I'll, I'll bring it up to you after. Um, but the, so I, I'm just teasing you, by the way, too. You know, we, you and I, we've been friends for years now, so I feel like we could tease each other a little bit here. For sure. Uh, but uh, so this song was written by John and David. And and I know I've told you this before, but for people listening, this song has always made me jump, especially like if I have like my Bon Jovi music on my phone on shuffle and I have it on loud. And like, I remember one time I had like, it's hard letting you go play. You know, yeah. that, that song puts you in a somber mood and like, relax and stuff and then the next song was breakout and obviously as you know the song starts on breakout you know like they're all screaming it makes you jump no god you know the bang of the drums it's so good yeah yeah that, that song starts on the whoa look at me i'm an incredible singer <laughs> <laughs> listen but we'll it, it, I, uh, what's that <laughs> we'll have to start a band here sometime yeah we'll call it we'll, we'll call our first out the zoom sessions i know <laughs> sessions from the zoom uh, i i think this you know how like you hear a song you're like oh that's sexy you know yeah this is it you know For i think sure. it has that sexy vibe to it and i don't know if i'm coming off the right way here maybe i shouldn't but you know what i mean you know it has that sexy no you know, i know it's like the I, way that john I'm not saying John specific, just the way that he sings, you know, it kind of gives you that. Yeah. Grab it. And, you know, let's go no, here, you know? I definitely get it. Yeah. Uh, for, I think the whole, like, the meal of this song, it kind of falls into the other songs, You're learning about um, deceptions and lies, frustration, exhaustion of, of a relationship, realizing a relationship is, is toxic. And, you know, the, the metaphor of the chains you know, trying to break free from those chains because you realize that this relationship is just holding you down. Mm -hmm. The second verse, you know, broken promises made in the heat of the night and the passion, the passion you can't keep. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty much just a relationship that's holding you down and you know that it's, it's, what's the word? I, I'm having a foggy mind tonight too. I'll sweat. It's course, you know, and you need to move on from it. You do, yeah, because like I said, you can't live in that moment because, like, like I said, you're just going to drive yourself nuts. Yeah, you're you're going to be caught up in a game you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Hey, my not not to cut you off, my battery is like low and my charging port is broken. So if you lose me at any moment, that's why. Oh, how much time you have left? I got 20% left. I should be all right to finish this, though. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, this is this. this uh, go through here. 
My favorite lyric, promises made in the heat of the night. Those words were broken under bedroom lights. Your lips, the burn. Your body calls my name. I can feel the fire, but it's all in vain. It's all in vain. Okay. Next one, Burner for Love, written by John and Richie. Richie Sambora. <laughs> I'm not trying to go too fast here. I just want to make sure we get through the next two songs. Yep. Um, it was a third single, only released in certain countries. I think it was like released later on in 84, early 85. I think it has a really cool guitar riff. Let me think of how, many, how many more songs do we have? Oh, we have three more songs. Okay, so we better hurry. Um, actually, let me know when it gets to 10%. Then I'll speed it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's just not fair to bypass all three of these songs. Real, Absolutely. You know? No, I, I get it. So Let's do it. Awesome uh, guitar solo and riff. Probably one of Richie's best solos on this album, if, if I had mm. to be honest. Um, I think this is probably the most fast-paced song on the album. You know, it's very, which I love. It's very guitar and drum-driven, you know? And I, I love that. I think it's pretty cool. You know, I think a lot of people, like, like when I, before I even listen to this song, I'm, I, you know, I, I look at the song titles, Burning for Love, I'm like, is that like an Elvis uh <laughs> Once again, another Elvis reference there. Like, you I'm like, is it yeah. track? You know, but no, I'm like, I, I was thankful that it wasn't. But, um, but yeah, man, it's so good. And that's yeah. another home live. Yeah, I definitely. And um, for me, I think that the meaning of the song is, you know, that <clears throat> that long and a desire that pretty much the tension you have for love and sex for with somebody, you know, that that build up that you yeah. build somebody before you either you fall in love or you 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 do the the deed with them no nope, i get um, it you know but then also you know knowing that you've experienced heartbreak in the past from all your ex-lovers but you still have that pursuit of love like you like you still you've been heartbroken so many times but you still have the pursuit for happiness and for love and to be with somebody and right you know it's like you get knocked down but you get back up and keep going you know kind of thing you know? Absolutely, because you know everyone's looking for acceptance and love and and exactly. all that. All anybody wants is a better life. Yeah, you know, like because the world in is just so evil. You know, it's just so evil and negative and yeah. You know, somebody like say like just the innocence in life. You know what I mean? Like like I said, I sit back and reflect quite a bit, man. <laughs> you know, and it's like me too. You know, it's just innocence. You know what I mean? It's like you, you like you like you can't help what you feel and this and that. You know, but it's like exactly like, you know you burn in love. Yeah, you want you want acceptance. You want to know what it feels like. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Exactly, so, and like, and this song kind of breaks away from the other chats when it's about being heartbroken and decepted and and just broken hearted. This one kind of has that, but it also shows moving on and still not gonna be held back you know still having that right. pursuit you know but i think is great you know mm -hmm. uh, my favorite lyric is you're the victim it's in your eyes i'm the suspect and love is the crime and i love the way that john says sings that tensions mountain bodies shaking what are they're talking about <laughs> i can't take the anticipation <laughs> i love those lines i love the way that john um sings them me too so. i like that man i i like that I, I don't know why they like they look they don't like look at these let like the first two albums as like there's so much good stuff there, man. You know what I mean? Oh. I get like I said, you get older, you sing about different things, but it's like 
there's still like an audience that can still relate to that stuff, you know? There's a lot of people that would jump up for joy for these songs. <laughs> for sure, man. Let's get into the next one. Uh, Come Back, which was written by Johnny Ritchie. Yep. I think if this is still a good song. One of my favorites. I think if they would have reorchestrated it a little bit, I think this would have been like a really good ballad. For sure. And maybe in a way this is a ballad, but like more of a slower paced yeah. ballad. You know, I think, Not, you know, you know, but yeah. probably as it was interpreted to be, I guess, you know? Yeah. And uh, in this one, I really love the guitar riff, and I, I love how it's guitar-driven. You know, kind of like how Burn It For Love is guitar-driven. This one's really guitar-driven as well. This And this one really shows, you know, songwriting-wise, vocally, uh, guitar-wise, you know, rhythm guitar and lead guitar, how well John and Ritchie come together, you know? And maybe this is one of those songs where John realized, oh, I like Richie and I, you know, in John's words, blend really well together. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those songs that really show that in their early years. Um, yeah, the great drum drive as well. Um, we kind of so, go back to oh, go ahead, buddy. Not to cut you off, but like <clears> like <throat> this song and the next one also. I you know this is one of the things I truly miss about the band is like when they all just sang together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I personally wish they have Tico do it more. <laughs> you oh, know, me too. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, but <laughs> you talk about you know like them singing together. This also kind of brings you back to that '50s '60s vibe, where the band is singing "Come Back" and then JB, you know, John's taking you know because I need you to love come. Yep. Because I, you know, I I I like that. You know, and you. You know, as you kind of move on, you, you still get that in a song here or there, but not as much right. as you did with this album. Uh, John's vocals were great. I think the meaning of this song was, you know, falling for the same games and crawling back to the person who's who's hurt you, but then you're watching them move on eventually, and then you're 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 pretty much just begging them to come back. Like you're pretty much a doormat in this yeah. song please come back. I don't want to watch you move on. I don't want, you know, come hurt me again, at least. I, I need you to come back. And, you know, that's a lot of the case. I mean, anymore, it's like you see people and it's like what they go through and what they deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like they take that abuse, but, you know, just for the price of love. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say goodbye. Yeah. You know, but the, our, our, you know what? You actually bring up a good point because, you know, lines in Price of Love, we kiss and then we say goodbye. Yeah. That has like, you know, kind of influence on this album, you know, with those kind of lyrics and stuff. That's such a great song, man. Oh, I know. Uh, my favorite line of this song is, you play my, you play with words, play with love. It's just your silly way. I'm a fool because I need you by my side again. And I think that kind of encap encapsulates the whole, what the song is about yeah for sure man so let's get into the the final track get ready come on We're, come uh -huh. on come on let's get, <laughs> get ready uh written by johnny ritchie this song is like really straight away from all the all the other songs you know run away and get ready are two standalone songs compared to the rest of, like the rest of the, the rest of the seven songs are about love and deception and heartbreak but then you have Runaway that's, you know, it's a social song. And then you have Get Ready, which is a fun party rock song. Fun. And it's, I think it's a great way to end the album. Yes. It's kind of like 99 in the Shade. Yeah. You know? A lot of the streets. Yeah. While in the streets. And then you have, yeah, uh, yeah it's a good way to say goodbye, you know? Yeah. 
Love for sale. <laughs> Love for sale. Yeah. You know, you put like like he like at a show, like it has an opener now or a closer. You know, I think it'd probably be a better closer because it has that drive for it to be a closer. But uh, yeah, I I I, I, mean, I can I, see that. Yeah, you know, it, it's just, you know you had that you know the young John vocals, the guitar riff. Um, you know, I, I when you listen to the lyrics and stuff, you know, I, I take it in two different ways. I take it about just a fun rock song that's, you know, also about performing, you know, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. But if you really look into some of the lyrics, I think it's also talking about sex, which they're young 20-year-old guys. Come on, you 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 know <laughs> being, you know. And, and you know, like I said, performing, sex, come on, come on, get yeah. ready. Yep. You know, you can see how you know there's different lyrics that kind of supports my theory. Absolutely. You know? So, um, my favorite line is, "I'm gonna take you all the way tonight." I like him down on down and dirty, so hold on tight. That's not about performing, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's probably my favorite go-to line too in that in that song. You know. <laughs> yeah, and and the way that John does those lines too are all you know cool. You know, yeah. like, I don't know, this, you know, just young John vocals, and it's fun and. I don't know, man. I should have been better prepared for this because, like I said, I have the vinyl also of this album, and I have yeah. it away. There, but like my place is smaller than the last place I lived at, yeah. so a lot of like put away. Yeah. I was going to get out my vinyl too. I have it in the box set, and like I try not to touch that box set unless I have. Yeah. This is really expensive. Yeah, and it is. How value just keeps going up on. So I'm like, don't touch it. But, yeah, I got. Couple up there that I have displayed, but I don't have the, I don't have the debut album up there. I have seventy eight, um, slippery, yeah. lay your hands on me record. You know what's so you know what's so crazy? Like I know the one that's above the nineteen ninety four photo, even with Bon Jovi. That's the lay your hands because I can just see John Shoulder and the you know like that's how crazy I am as a collector. Like I know what no. different covers and stuff look like, and I look at things even like a regular photo like that they put on like something like a poster it's like oh that's where it came from you know what i mean we yeah. know <laughs> we know exactly yeah. you know was there anything else that you wanted to say about this album this album dude is like i said it's an underrated gem and you know it it, it should have had more love for sure like much like 7800 degrees yep exactly you know you songs on that yeah. album yeah you know you you get in this album and you see the, a band that's just so hungry for success and and just how well this band comes together. Obviously, you know, they're not at perfect sound together yet, but they sound pretty fucking good, you know. Yes, this one was uh, borderline, right? Was borderline supposed to be on this one? No, slippery. Slippery it was slippery. Okay, or was it? I think borderline was done earlier than slippery, though. Like seventeen hundred sessions, I think. Was it between seventy eight hundred? Maybe yeah. it was around. It, it could have been where they had some of it done, but then they went to it later and. Redone kind of like how they did Diamond Ring. They had a demo for Diamond yeah. Ring from New Jersey, yeah. but then redid it for these days, you know. Yeah. I, I was actually on a buddy of mine about Diamond Ring the other day. I was like, Yeah, I was like, that was written from New Jersey and yeah. <laughs> later on these days. Yeah. I like know, the New Jersey demo. Yeah, I like the New Jersey demo more than the yeah. these days. Yeah. It's and got a slight I'm going to end the recording here. I just wanted a chance to talk to you real quick before your phone dies. Was yep. there anything else that you wanted to say? I think I we you know we pretty much captured that. But yeah, yeah, I think 
I think we did about an hour and a half of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, buddy, let me end the recording. Thank you again I'm, for doing this with me. Absolutely. You're perfect for it. I appreciate it. All right.